Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Finding Divine Flow podcast with your host, Camille Daly, founder of House of Ilona Clergy Brand, author of Finding Divine Flow and editor of Ordained Magazine. Join me here every week for inspiring conversations as we unpack how to get into God's divine flow in business and every area of our lives. Finding Divine Flow. Thank you so much for joining me for today's show. I am really excited to share this show with you. We are talking about the seven powerful daily habits and we are on habit number two and that habit is reading. So joining me today is the Claudine Reed. She is an incredible woman who has achieved so much in business and she is an avid reader and she was top of mind when it came to this topic. So please get your pens and paper ready because she is dropping some absolute gems when it comes to reading. You're going to want to take notes. You're going to want to capture what she says and listen out for her book recommendations. I asked for three, but she gives us six. So please enjoy the show. And don't forget your powerful daily habit of reading. Thank you. Claudine, thank you so, so much for joining me on my podcast. I have been very excited about having you as a guest. And um, I've interviewed lots of different people, but you are one of my mental coaches, people I look up to. So I'm really excited to have you on and to dig into this topic. So I've been dealing with um, habits. And when this second powerful habit came up on reading, who can I speak to on my podcast about reading? Who's always showing books on her social media? Claudine Reed. So Claudine, please introduce yourself to the folks. Let me start off by saying thank you, Camille, for inviting me to your platform. It's always a pleasure to support and add value to any of the projects that you're doing because you are just amazing. Um, I'm Claudine Reed, and for the last quarter of a century, gosh, that makes me sound really old, but for the last 25 years of my life, I have been running a um, multi-award winning social enterprise, PJ's Community Services. We provide care services to vulnerable adults and vulnerable children. I have a fabulous team of just under 100 staff who work 24 hours a day, 365 days a week, providing care services. In addition to that, I wear other hats. Um, I'm also a mentor and a coach, a government advisor around business issues, in particular for um, the BAME community and for faith group leaders. And more recently, I've widened that portfolio of work to include international governments and international institutions, just to kind of strengthen the value of social enterprise and what that means within their respective um, geographical areas. So that's how I spend my life. I've been married, happily married, for 24 years to Patrick. Ooh. I have two fabulous children who are, well, I shouldn't really call them children, right? They're young adults, both at university and making their mark in the world. So now you can see why this woman is just phenomenal and just one of the people that I just admire and look up to so much. And just for our international audience, BAME, could you just explain what that is? BAME is the Black, Asian and Minority Ethnic Communities. It sounds like a bit of a mouthful, but it's just one of the terms that we use um, to encompass a broader community. So black, Asian, minority and ethnic. Amazing. 
Oh, I'm just, I'm so honoured to have you on the show, Claudine. Um, so honoured to share share you. And like I said, reading, as soon as this topic came up, you were just top of the mind. And I was so honoured to be numbered among the books that you posted the other day with some phenomenal authors. And I see my little finding the vine flowers out. Okay, now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I always appreciate your just love, encouragement and support. Just phenomenal. Thank you for being in my life and for just living out loud and unapologetically. Just incredible. Um, so my first question to you, Claudine, is what do you love about reading? Let me tell you this, first of all, I'm a typical old school reader, right? I love books. I love the feel of the books in my hand. I love highlighting, you know, when I read, I have multicolored pens because I need to write down in the margins and I appreciate that everybody doesn't necessarily read in that way I appreciate people digest um, audiobooks in a in probably a similar way but that's their chosen um, uh, cho that's their, their chosen method of reading or consuming books but I just love the feel of the books in my hand I love turning the pages I love you know just going from page to page and the other thing that I love is as I'm reading, my brain, if you like, is transforming those words into diagrams. So the reason it's necessary for me to have the pen mm. is because as I'm reading, I'm creating diagrams out of the words so that I can, it, it improves my memory. So you're never gonna remember a page of words, but I will remember a diagram. So if I transform a page of writing into a diagram now you ask me what the book's about all I ever have to remember is that diagram and the diagram generally the key points maybe the um the subtitles or the subheadings um and if I'm doing a presentation it's really easy for me to very quickly summarize the book so it, it stimulates my mental capacity it, it helps improve my vocabulary right there are times I read words I'm like what on earth does that mean so I have to read with my mobile dictionary right mm -hmm. but the word, oh that's what it means now let me see if I can use it in a sentence and then I'll splurt out this words to Patrick and he's like what on <laughs> earth are you talking about and then I'm like yay <laughs> Claudine won <laughs> Um, I think the other thing that I love about reading is that it develops my uh, thinking capacity mm -hmm. in terms of developing stronger analytical skills, because I'm used to thinking in a particular way, especially as it comes as it relates to running a business or coaching or mentoring. But when I read books that are perhaps outside of my comfort zone, I have to force myself to think differently. Oh, why did they think that? Why did you know the author write in this particular way so those are a couple of the reasons why I I just love reading but I'm an I'm an old school reader I do mm, consume audiobooks in on this blink um app that I use called Blinkist yeah. it's almost like a condensed version and I do like it but I love reading old school books <laughs> Ooh, um, I need to put a note at the beginning of this show to tell people to get their pen and papers ready because there <laughs> are some power nuggets. I just want to ask you one quick question from what you just said. Can you share a little bit about your highlighter strategy? Like, are, do you have different colours for different things? Um, not, not specifically different colours for different things, but more... Can you see this? This yeah. is a, a multicoloured biro mm -hmm. that I took 
on a long-term basis from my son. <laughs> I saw him using it for his uni work. I'm like, mm, I need some pens like that. So I don't generally, I don't generally color, color code, mm-hmm. but what I need is just the colors because it just kind of stimulates that creative side of the brain, right? And just kind of gets me into creative thinking mode. And then the, the, the main sort of criteria for me isn't so much the colours, it's more about the pictures. Nice. It's more, I say pictures, but it's the diagrams. Yeah. It's the diagrams that I'm drawing to stimulate the creative flow and the memory retention or memory improvement as I as I read. But colour coordinating would be a good strategy. I love that. I love the diagrams and picturing the page and dra- that's just fan fantastic um so tips on making reading a habit it took me a while um Camille I think it's a really great question it took me a while to immerse myself into the rhythm of reading Mm. what I found out was if I create time I say create or carve out time I have a habit tracker that I use and listed on my habit tracker is reading I prefer to read before before I go to sleep so I've carved out I make sure I try try to, for as much as possible, go upstairs maybe 30 to 45 minutes early. And that time is used for just kind of slowing down my day and just kind of grounding myself and my reading time. I find that when I set a specific time to read and because I've put it on my habit tracker, I do it. If I just say, oh, I think I'm going to read today, but don't give it an appointment and a scheduled time, then it generally doesn't happen. I think another tip for people who might be struggling to read um, is around creating that environment, right? You want to be, I like to read comfortably. Um, You know, I I have a book with me if I'm doing a a long haul flight or I'm traveling somewhere, there is always a book in my bag, but I'm comfortable. I've got a drink, I've got something to snack on. I've always got a pen and a notebook. Mm -hmm. And that to me is the environment. So if you're in a waiting room, perhaps you might be in in the doctor's surgery or you're waiting whilst your child is at a recital or at at a rehearsal or something, you've got that, you've created that mobile environment for you to whip out your book and read or listen and process and consume that information. And those things generally help me to stay on track um, with my reading. Oh, I absolutely love that. Being super intentional and creating a really beautiful environment. I love that. That is so, so good. I love that you also talked about the rhythm of reading. That was excellent as well. So final question. I wanted to ask if you have three book recommendations right now and why. And the reason I've just said book recommendations, I could have said specifically for entrepreneurs or for creatives, but I feel like with just the space that we're in just globally, all that's going on, I just wanted that more of a breadth of what you would recommend. So what are your top book recommendations for this season right now? Um, let me first of all tell you, Camille, that's a great question. And you can't ask me for three, right? <laughs> My library is like, I'm looking at it now. There's like 300 wow. books here and you want me to narrow that down to even three. The, even the other day when you posted, it wasn't just like, oh, here's like two or three, but it's like 10, a pile here, a pile there. <laughs> You're like trying to um, zoom into the picture to read the titles. Um. All right, let me let me let me try and see if I can give you a couple. I'm I'm sorry, I, I can't I can't stick to no three. problem. Just... Do, do your thing. <laughs> um, so my favorite books of all times, my favorite books of all times, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. Oh, good one. Just 
he's you know it, it, it's a little I understand the, the title may be controversial for some um you know but it's his conversation with his personal demons about life mm -hmm. um but it's so relevant for this season it's so relevant I think it's timeless he wrote the book in the 1930s and only published it round about the the, the late um 200, uh, 2010 I think something, something wow. around that time. but it was so relevant for the season Outwit and the Devil tells you about yourself, mm -hmm. it tells you about God, and it tells you about Lucifer. And it's up to you, right? You're the reader. You determine, is this true or not? The second book recommendation has got to be The Richest Man in Babylon by George Calson. Fantastic book about money management, about increasing your ability to earn, about the silly mistakes that we make about money management or, or not mm -hmm. um and he talks about different investment strategies i think it's an amazing book to have in your library um the other one is by my favorite author and my mentor john maxwell it's the 15 laws of growth mm -hmm. he details 15 key principles around you as an individual that you can work on to increase your capacity for more and be intentional about it right lots of people talk about self-improvement and they want to improve but they are not always willing to do the thing that will require them to improve so he really breaks that down those are my three must reads of all time wow. now let me give you my three reads that I've been doing over the last uh, where are we over the last I'd say over the last 24 months I've, I've, I've tried to narrow this down <laughs> this is paining me, paining me so the first one is the defining decade by Meg Mum, The Defining Decade. And what she's talking about is why, the, why your 20s matter the most and how to make the most of your 20s. Mm -hmm. So from age 20 to 29, how to make the most of that. She uses your 20s as a platform to inform the decisions that you make in your 30s and 40s. Ooh. Now, I left my 20s a little while ago. Mm -hmm. But the reason why I was so interested in the book was because I wanted to get a better understanding about millennial thinking and how to tap into some of the thinking strategies and thoughts of the, millenn the millennials. So the defining decade by Meg J. I think I said Meg Munn, not Meg Munn, Meg J. Yeah. Meg Jay. The second book, which I'm currently reading, which is just absolutely blowing my mind, is by Professor Rosa Beth. Moss Cantor. She's a Harvard lecturer, Professor Rosabeth Moss Cantor. The book is called Thinking Outside the Building. Mm. Thinking Outside the Building. She suggests that you actually throw away the box. The box is old and the box represents yesteryear, yesterdecade even. Jeez. Think Outside the Building is about advanced leadership strategies and how we can change the world with smarter innovations. The building, the old building, represents old structures, old systems. And everyone can see, right, we're currently navigating our way through a global pandemic. And what she is suggesting is that if we create new thinking strategies, new collaborations, new connections, then we are able to navigate our way in the new world, whatever that's going to look like when we find our way out of what this current season um, has for us. 
as my current read. And then the last read is Paid to Think. It's a bit of a textbook heavy read. You probably need to allocate a significant period of time and do that one in bite-sized chunks. It's a little bit of a textbook. Mm-hmm. But it's also about different types of thinking strategies to grow and develop you, your business, your connections, and everyone that's connected to you. So right now, you can see, right, my season of growth is about improving my thinking strategies because I want to be able to um, come up with new, creative, innovative models that take me out of the confines of my community, my city, and my country. Last night, I'm doing international um, workshops. I have different mentoring groups across different countries. And what I want are broader frameworks that I can share with my new audience, my new connections that the digital world has allowed me to leverage and present different, uh, stronger, robust thinking strategies that are fit for purpose, not only in the UK, which is where I live, Mm -hmm. but also for your international audience, Uh, uh, they can do the same because what the digital world has allowed us to do is to have more connectivity wherever you are in the world. And I believe that thinking strategies are going to be paramount for that season. Those are my six recommendations. You've hurt me badly by making me narrow it down to six, but those are the best ones that speak to me. And one of the other reasons, right, why I chose those six is because I think they speak to anyone regardless of where they are. So whatever your field is, whether you're a creative, whether you're a scientist, a mathematician, a teacher, a lecturer, wherever you are, we all need to improve our thinking strategies. Mm. We all need to be able to improve our thinking. So it's not specifically a book for anthropologists. It's not specifically for theologians or, or scientists. It's whatever category you find yourself in, Start with improving your thinking strategies and apply those new strategies to um, to where you are. I can't not add finding divine oh, wow. flow to that <laughs> list, can I? I can't not add finding divine flow because the book taps into your ability to find who you are, find your own flow, find out how you work, how you feel, how you flow in your own area of expertise wow wow and wow claudine thank you so much that was epic the bonuses were mind-blowing i did not feel worthy to come at the end of that (laughs) at all but that was just incredible um i'm always gleaning from your secretly gleaning from your lists and things that you share um on your social media and how can people find you and connect with you on social media if they want to sneak into your book lists and recommendations every now and again i am on instagram claudine read one um i'm on facebook i have a facebook page Claudine Reed, and probably the easiest way, right? Just go to my website, claudinereed.com, and you'll find all of the social handles there, everything that I'm doing. Um, they can download a free copy of my habit tracker that will help them stay on top of where they are and minimize procrastination and help them create habits that will increase their capacity for more. So I think my website is probably the best one, claudinereed.com. Perfect. I was going to ask about the habit tracker. So thank you for mentioning that. And one other thing, there is something that you do that is transforming women's lives every Saturday morning. Can you just tell us a little bit more about what you're up to? 
Yeah, so every Saturday morning, and thank you for asking about that, um, Camille. Every Saturday morning, I run a series called Navigating Life. It was born really um, out of the global pandemic and knowing that we were on lockdown at different tiers or different levels. Um, as part of my church's response, I'm also the head of women's ministry at my um, local church. Mm -hmm. So as part of our response, we created this um, platform for women to help them to navigate this season. So every Saturday at 10 a.m., we have over 100 women meeting on the platform to navigate life. We share tips, tools, and strategies about relationships, finance, mental health, emotional health, goal setting, name a topic, we cover it. There is no stone left unturned. One of the beauties of this, Camille, is that we also go into breakout groups. So you're on the platform with over 100 women, but then we also narrow that down and go into smaller breakout groups to have more intimate conversations. The feedback that I get from the women, they're making connections with each other, they're having their own meetings offline, and that's what it's about, creating a safe place for women to connect, to learn, to share, and more importantly, to grow and to build their faith. And how do people connect with Evolve? Um, again, if they go to my website, they that's probably the easiest place. Go to my mm-hmm. website and you'll see um, details there. Um, but they could also go to my church website, which is iCanCommunityChurch.com. iCanCommunityChurch.com. And they'll see under the list of ministries, um, women's ministry, you'll see the Navigating Life series and they can plug in. I would encourage them to plug in. Listen, we've got ladies who plug in from all over the world, right? And they're having to navigate the time zone. So you know <laughs> Zoom meeting and they say something like you know I can't put my camera on today because where I am it's five o'clock in the morning and I'm actually still in my bed <laughs> but let me tell you that the, the impact of the program there are women who are sitting in the hairdressing salon and they're getting their hair done and I can see the person <laughs> And they're saying, they're pointing on the Zoom, saying, look, this is where I am. Or there are women doing their facials, their hair masks, because it's such a powerful platform, Camille, Mm -hmm. of learning, of growing. And people are always saying that they want to connect with like-minded women, other women who are on an upward trajectory. This is the place to be. I love it. And I, I, everything you said, I concur. I have made so many connections, reconnected with people. We've had people writing in Ordained Magazine because of connections that have been made. I've been on podcast shows because of connections that have been made. And to be honest, this podcast was meant to launch in June. It didn't launch. It was meant to launch in July. It didn't launch. Okay, let me do it for my birthday. It didn't launch till September. But the month before, you had someone on talking about podcasts and it gave me the final push. So this very podcast, podcast is even a product of what you have been doing with navigating life claudine you're absolutely amazing bless you thank you so much for sharing your energy and enthusiasm for reading i want to go find a book pick it up and hold it and get some pens and some color pens and just apply these strategies right away that you've been sharing claudine thank you thank you camille you are amazing thank you bless you 
Thank you for joining the conversation today. Don't forget, subscribe to the podcast. I love your comments and feedback. I read them all. Let's stay connected on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Camille Daly. Click the link in my bio for even more ways to connect and stay connected. For a signed copy of the book, go to findingdivineflow.com. Until next week, it's an honor to serve you. Let's seek to find God's divine flow in life and business. Till next time. Peace.